Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple seconds here and let the cares and our thoughts just fade away, just fall away, and bring our attention and our thoughts back unto the Lord, back into our spirit and our soul. What we've been looking at is the Lord sharpening our solical senses so that we can experience fully what's going on in all three realms, the natural realm, the solical realm, or the supernatural realm, and the spiritual realm. Now, we use that phrase, I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body. We don't have all the answers on how that works. I don't have the answers. And since we don't, I don't think it matters. I think if it was important to God that we understood things, we would understand them. And I don't think it's a test or that we except by faith. I just don't think we're capable of understanding yet. One of the things I've noticed with God, he has a tendency to do both throughout the scriptures and through my own life and the experiences of many others, is that first we experience things and then we get understanding. And so I encourage you to be willing to have those experiences. And I think a lot of those experiences will answer your questions, will give you the understanding. When we have hesitations, those are normal and natural. There's nothing wrong with being concerned about being, you know, opening up ourselves to something new. Especially when we've been told and taught not to, that it's scary, that we'll be deceived, we'll be possessed, we'll, you know, be not able to control it, God won't be pleased, all different kinds of things. And sometimes it's just scary for us. And since... We feel, so many feel, well, I don't have to. And since there's risk there, why should I take that risk? Well, 
is this a desire you have in your heart to experience the supernatural, to have your solical senses sharpened, to be more aware, have a greater awareness of how God is moving in your in your life, how the supernatural realm works, how your own soul works, your own solical senses, to receive greater healing in your soul and participate in what God is doing in your life, to have your solical gifts, what sometimes people call spiritual gifts, they're really in the soul, to have those sharpened and and to be able to help others because your senses have been sharpened, if any of that, being able to hear his voice clearly, being able to test what you hear, being able to, all the way to being able to do miracles, to exercise the power and authority that comes with being a son of God, if any of that, you know, to set people free, to be free, to be changed, to be able to help others change. If any of that's interesting to you, if that's something you're at all interested in, then I can tell you God wants you to have it. So it really comes down to, is that enough? That God wants you to have it. God wants you to have an interest and pursue that interest. How do I know it's from him? Because an interest in being healed, an interest in knowing him and hearing him and having your soul brought back under under the authority of your spirit, that desire only comes from God because we know it doesn't come from any other source. If you have a desire to know him better and have your senses, your supernatural, your soulical senses more tuned, your enemies don't want you to do that. The world doesn't want you to do that because the more free you become, the more healed you become, the less subject you are, the less vulnerable you are to the world system. The more dependent on God you become for your life, the less you need the world for your life. You don't need to then participate in peer pressure, time constraints, just daily you know, life becomes far less important because you have a greater grasp on what's going on from a totally different perspective that the earth, the world system, doesn't have any idea of. The world system is part of this earth. Now it is a thing. It's, it's God created it. It has its own laws. But it is not our friend. 
because we are spirit beings. We are not earth beings. So the world system opposes us, is our enemy. And the world system does not want you to learn how to live and exercise your power and authority in the supernatural realm. The world system does not want you to change. Then there's the devil. And he's real. And there are demons and other critters. And we're not going to go into that right now. But he loves us being ignorant. He's not going to encourage you to depend on God to overcome him. He'd much rather you be afraid. He would much rather you use your own, rely on your history, your own imagination, your own creativity to conjure up what he's like rather than deal with him in reality. Because in reality, guess what? You have the power and authority over him. He is a defeated foe. But if we never enter the battle, it's like he wasn't defeated because he has control over us, influence, even by scaring us, even in our imagination. Now, again, it's not that he doesn't have power, but we have more. Now, especially as we start to pursue the supernatural realm, he's a big stumbling block. The devil is a big stumbling block. But let me just remind you, he, let's look at germs, Now, germs are living things, bacteria, viruses, anything like that. And some of them are really dangerous, but most of them aren't. And we take precautions against, for instance, getting an infection all the time. When we are out in playing with the dirt or whatever, washing something, or exposed to something that might have germs, we wash our hands, we clean ourselves, we remove what might have harmful germs. We use antibiotics, we spray our hands, we prevent coming in contact with germs. We don't live in a bubble. We accept that there are precautions we can take, and we take them, and we, we just make allowances for it. We're, we're not going to run around and not live because there are germs, all different kinds. Some are much more powerful and deadly than others. And then we keep ourselves strong so our body can fight them off. So we can recognize when there's something going on that we need to boost our immunity system, our immune system. It's the same in the supernatural. In 
in our health, our natural health in our body, we are used to, this is how I feel when I'm healthy. And we're aware of, oh, I must be coming down with a cold. Or my skin is all red in that area. I must have come in contact with something. We recognize something wrong because we are fully aware of the normal. It's the same in the supernatural. The more we become comfortable by experience as to what it's like to live in the supernatural, because, again, your soul is living there whether you're aware of it or not, but the more we engage and participate in what's already going on around us, the more likely we are to be aware of changes, threats, danger. Now, one thing God calls us is overcomers. Warfare. We're never losers. But we do engage in battle. Because participating in those battles teaches us about our nature, our spiritual nature, our soulical characteristics, and even our physical body. We learn through doing. Those two enemies, the world system, the world system's already been defeated. Jesus defeated it. And since we were in in him when he defeated it, we defeated the world system. The devil's been defeated. Same thing. Jesus defeated the devil at the cross and the resurrection. We did too because we were in him. When he rose, we rose. But our main problem, now those are, and those are things we need to experience, have the experience, go through the process, develop the habits of overcoming the world system and the devil and his little buddies. Our big problem is our own self-life, our own hoax soul, your shadow soul. Now, your soul is your mind, your will, and emotions. Your soul is not your body. Your soul is not your spirit. Your soul is between your spirit and your body and is meant to connect, receive life from spirit. But your soul has gotten used to doing its own thing. Your soul has set up a shadow kingdom. And your soul is the king of this shadow kingdom. But guess what? God doesn't share his throne. And once you become a Christian, once you've been born again in your spirit, God is now your king. 
Now, he's gentle and kind and generous, thankfully. And he doesn't just go in and tear down your shadow kingdom. He starts to dismantle it. He starts to lure your soul back to the kingdom of light, the true kingdom. So your soul starts putting aside its own decision-making, its own thinking, its own history, its own preconceptions, its own struggles, its own need for control. So God starts tearing down the walls of that kingdom. And there are times we try to build the walls right back up. Right as soon as he's starting to tear them down, there will be times that we start to build them up. And there are times where he'll we'll join him in tearing down those walls. But as he tears down those walls, we will come into contact with the solical realm, the supernatural realm. We've had these walls up on our, in our soul, and it's been easier to live relying on our natural senses. Your solical senses have always been there. And we experience things like deja vu or, you know, even psychic experiences. And, you know, um, there are ways you can externally manipulate your solical senses to duplicate what God wants for us to experience through life, you can experience it through other sources. So that's not what we're looking at, but the point being is that those senses and opportunities, those strengths and gifts are there already. They are part of your kingdom. You have weapons of your warfare. You have them. And some have learned how to use them. Most of us haven't. But God wants to wants you to wants us to use them. It's not about the battle. It's not about the warfare. It's about the process of being taught. In the natural, we've, we've talked about three ways God's get, God gets our attention. Through health, finances, and relationships. Those are three ways that when there's, especially if it happens over and over again, Odds are God's trying to get you attention, your attention in that area. Again, finances, your health, and relationships. Likewise, in the supernatural realm, he might be trying to get your attention in a variety of different ways in that way. That's very, very often 
it's going to touch the, your mind, your will, and emotions. You may start making a lot of really bad decisions or not be able to make decisions at all. Your emotions may feel out of control or you may feel dead. You may not, your thoughts may be out of control. You, or you may prefer living in your own thoughts. Regardless, those are all ways of controlling our own kingdom, controlling and maintaining control over our shadow kingdom. Because you know your soul wants a kingdom. But your soul is destined, is, is created to be a part of the living kingdom, the kingdom of God. And you can't be king of that kingdom. Your soul is a subject of that kingdom. One of the ways, one of the things that happens with Christians is we try so hard to be the king. We try hard to please God. We try hard to to work for him, to accomplish his purposes, to be in his will, to be good little Christians. But God has never asked us to do that. Come unto me, I will give you rest. Now clearly, from what we're saying, it's certainly not inactivity. But he's teaching us how to experience rest while we're overcoming. We each have a path. We each have circumstances and and history that God has set for us for each day. And he wants each one of us to experience the fullness of each day and of each experience and have that respond to that hunger and thirst. But if any of that is of interest to you for whatever reason, that desire is from him. The world system wouldn't doesn't want you to be free, doesn't want your kingdom to fall. The world system likes your shadow kingdom because your shadow kingdom responds to the world system. The devil likes you having your own kingdom because then you're not subject to the kingdom of God. And you pay far far more attention to his kingdom And then, again, our greatest enemy is our own shadow soul, our own shadow kingdom, trying to maintain control. Now, God doesn't hold it against us, but your soul doesn't want to give up that crown. And as you cooperate with God, as you allow him free reign, 
And in your spirit, you've already given him the okay to do whatever he wants in our lives. You've already said yes, Lord. So your soul is going to resist because your soul, again, doesn't want to give up that crown. God doesn't hold it against you, but he's not going to let you live with it. So if you have a desire to embrace whatever teaching God has for you, whatever new experiences, that desire in and of itself is the assurance that he's going to take care of you through the experience. He's going to protect you. He's going to guide and direct you. Now, there's going to be things, again, you're not going to understand. So what? You're going to have experiences you may never understand. So what? Where, do, where is it in our being where we understand? It's in our soul. If we're having an experience and we ask God, what was that about? He says, I'm not going to talk to you about that right now. We say, okay. Well, what do you want to talk about then? And that's it. We're not glorifying experiences either. We're not exalting them to be spirit. No, they're part of our natural way, original way God created us, spirit, soul, and body. So supernatural experiences are the reality of spiritual, soulical, and natural realms being exposed to one another, being revealed to one another. This is why learning to wait on the Lord and being able to hear his voice is so important. It's only by having our solical senses tuned to him and to the supernatural realm, to his reality, that we will be able to see from his vantage point as we experience our own soul. He cleans out our ears and lifts the veil from our eyes and sensitizes us to his movement and uses all of our senses to become aware of the slightest activity in the supernatural realm. Now, sometimes this is even true of our natural senses. Now, I wonder if over time that our supernatural senses will be so tuned to what's going on that we won't need our natural senses as much. But we'll just have to wait and see about that. But one of my favorite illustrations is in Second Kings. When Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Those horses and the chariots of fire were always there. And Elisha saw them. And he was comforted comforted by them. 
And he wasn't even a born again. He wasn't even a, a, a living spirit. But God had taught him how to live, have his sense live, live having his senses quickened. If our senses are not tuned to what is going on in the supernatural, we will not recognize it. It will still be going on. We will just not be able to engage in battle or worship or rest or victory. God wants us to participate in what he is doing in our lives. So think about it. Are you willing to ask the Lord, okay, Lord, whatever you want from me, I want it. And then start writing down. Are there gifts? Are there experiences? Are there senses? And we'll get into some of the details. You know, do you want to see angels? Do you want to see demons? Do you want to see God? Do you want to hear his voice? Do you want to smell the fragrance of heaven? Do you want to have more boldness? Do you want rest? Do you want healing? What is it that you want from God? God gives you the desires in your heart. Spend time with him. Be realistic with him. He already knows what you're thinking. He already knows what's on your heart. So thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainer's Radio. Have a great night.